listening to a Sharesies podcast. Today on Recap, Auckland International Airport makes an underlying loss for the first time in its history. One of Australia's energy giants records a loss after a challenging year. And NVIDIA's second quarter earnings beat analyst expectations. It's Thursday the 19th of August. You're listening to Recap. I'm Joe Say. I'm a video and podcast producer at Sharesies. And I'm Alice. I'm a financial analyst also at Sharesies. Sharesies, if you didn't know, is a wealth development platform where our purpose is to create the most financially empowered generation. And we're here to recap some of the events shaping the share markets today so that you can be a more informed investor in around 10 minutes or so. However, before we get started, please listen to this important message. Investing involves risk. You aren't guaranteed to make money and you might lose the money you started with. Any information we provide is general only and current at the time. If you're looking for help with your investment choices, we recommend talking to a licensed financial advice provider. Here we go, day two of the lockdown, the lockdown diaries. How are you exactly. How are you faring, Alice? I'm all good, yeah. Um, managed to get outside and go for a walk at lunchtime in the beautiful sunny Wellington weather. Oh, nice one. Yeah, and also had a really great um, chat with Zoe Wallace, the chief economist at Deloitte, New Zealand, um, on the OCR announcement that was made yesterday from the Reserve Bank of New Zealand. Oh right, yeah, on the old lunch money today. I might put, a, I will definitely put a link in uh, the podcast description for that, so you can. All yeah, go I just realised I forgot to mention that was on lunch money. No, no, that's <laughs> totally like, cool. Just her up. That's all good. It's strange times. Uh, yeah, it was a really good chat. I was privy to it, and uh, yeah, I think it's worth listening to if you want to know what the heck interest rates are and what they're doing and why we should care. Yeah, lots and lots of insight from Zoe. Yes, I have to say second day of lockdown, I'm already in um, a very comfortable pants just and slippers and I've been going like, I just should wear this to the office. Why do we not have office slippers? Why do I have to wear a shirt? Like a It would be like shirt? going to primary school in winter when you used to have to swap out your school shoes for... Um, <laughs> Slippers? Yeah. I, I, Bring that into offices. I think, yeah, I'm going to do it. I think when we get out of lockdown, I'm going to go back to the Shazie's office wearing sli- office slippers. I'm going to have a pair oh. of office slippers in the office. Cool. Well, I look forward to seeing them. Thank you. Thank you very much. But let's let's get into it. Let's see what's been happening locally today. Alice, can you fill us in? Yeah, well, Auckland International Airport reported their full-year financial results this morning. Excellent stuff. How did they go? Uh, well, to put it in the words of their CEO, Adrian Littlewood, uh, it's been a year like no other. Oh, I feel you, Adrian. I feel you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also, they reported their first underlying loss uh, in their history. So let me guess, this can be put down to COVID and border closures, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. So their chair said that these financial results reflect the serious impact that COVID-19 has had on their business uh, and the wider aviation sector. So I've got some of their passenger numbers to help paint the picture of what this has looked like for them. Oh, awesome. Cool. So what were those numbers? So total international and domestic travel was down 58% on the prior year. Now of that, uh, international travel was down 93% to around 600,000 international passengers. Now this was the lowest number of international arrivals since 1972. 
And um, the slight positive, though, was that the recovery of domestic travel had continued and domestic travel numbers were at 5.8 million passengers, uh, down 17% on the prior year. Right. So there's no doubt that that was impacted, uh, that that impacted the amount of revenue they brought in, right? Exactly. So revenue was down 50% to $281 million. Uh, Now that flowed through to their underlying profit where they made a loss of 41.8 million versus an underlying profit of 188 million last year. Uh, That was when it was still really early days with border closures. Uh, Finally, they announced that they won't be paying a final dividend. Yeah, and I also read that they've been doing some big upgrade of their terminal. Is that right? Yeah, they are. So prior to the outbreak of COVID, they started uh, delivering on an infrastructure program of over $2 billion. Now, this has um, been continuing to go ahead. In fact, they've actually been trying to make the most of having low traffic on the airfields and and doing things like runway upgrades and and things like that. But one of the big things that's in this infrastructure package, and they've called them their priority development, is building a new domestic hub that will be merged into the international terminal. Oh, that'd be bloody great. Oh, God, I hate going from the domestic to the international and back again. It sounds like a really huge project. Uh, yeah, so they've estimated it to cost over a billion dollars, uh, but they say it will provide a much improved customer experience for travellers connecting between major New Zealand destinations. So for the likes of you, no longer scrambling between terminals. Right, well, just as long as they still have those nice little moose at the at the Coral Lounge, I'm happy really, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> so what did they say about the year ahead though? Uh, well, they said that their financial performance is strongly linked to passenger volume. So their recovery will be greatly influenced by the return of domestic and international travel um, and any changes to border settings. So they said that uh, there's encouraging signs with vaccination programs ramping up, but they do expect to see further volatility in the short term. Uh, for that reason, they didn't provide any earnings guidance for the year ahead. Cool. Was there anything else worth noting in Auckland International Airport's results today? Uh, so, yeah, there was one more thing. In recognition of their team's efforts and hard work during this time, they are giving um, each of their permanent employees $1,500 worth of Auckland International Airport shares. Oh, nice one. Congratulations. That's great. Now, here's a wee story from Australia and one of its biggest energy companies. This is Origin Energy, right? Uh, what's, what's the deal with them? So Origin is a ASX-listed company and a very big one. They list as having over 5,000 employees. It's a billion-dollar company, really. They're involved in a lot of different uh, stuff, but their core business is electricity retailing and generation and also natural gas production and exploration. That'll be important later on. Okay, so why why are they in the news today? Well, they posted their full-year earnings today, and that's been widely reported as emblematic of how tumultuous it's been for the energy sector in Australia lately. So I'm thinking that we're not talking about a a record profit-type story here. No, no, not at all. It's 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 a bit more mixed than that. So they posted underlying earnings of $318 million Australian dollars, but that's a loss over last year of 69%. Overall, they recorded a full net loss of $2.3 billion Australian dollars. Okay, uh, so 
obviously went from being a, a profit to a loss. Can you unpack that a little bit for us? Like what's driving that? Yeah, gladly. So there's been a boom in renewable energy in Australia, particularly solar power and wind generated energy. Uh, apparently Australia has, and I did not know this until I looked into it, it's got the highest uptake in solar energy in the world. According to the Australian government, one in four homes have some form of solar panelling. So this means that there's this increasing supply of cheap energy, which is making wholesale wholesale power prices decrease to the point where it's harder and harder for coal and gas-fired generators to compete. Now you add to that increasing fuel costs, in particular gas, and you've got what the Origin CEO called a, quote, challenging year, end quote. Right, Matt. But you said that the um, results were mixed, so I'm guessing that there are some bright spots from the financials today? Yes, their jointly owned LNG business, that's uh, liquefied natural gas, did return uh, $709 million Australian dollars. And the CEO indicated that the company was focusing on managing costs and uh, what he called capital discipline in the short term. They uh, said they expect energy markets to rebound in 2023. <music> What's happening over in the US today, Alice? Well, NVIDIA released some quarterly results this morning. NVIDIA, New Zealand time, that was. NVIDIA, what do they do? Uh, now, they're a tech company based in the US and listed on the NASDAQ Stock Exchange. So they design and manufacture graphics processing units. Uh, so they're big in the gaming industry, which use those processes um, in their programs. Okay, so how did their results go? Well, their results today were for their second quarter of the financial year. Um, so this is the three-month period ended on the 1st of August. Um, now, they reported a 68% jump in quarterly revenue compared to this time last year to $6.5 billion US dollars. Uh, now, they said that they had record revenue from their gaming, data center, and professional visualization platforms. When you said six point five billion US dollars, I did a little eyebrow raise just in case <laughs> anybody out there missed it, uh, which of course you did. <laughs> how did this? How did that all stack up to what Wall Street was expecting, though? Uh, it beat analyst expectations, so analysts were expecting six point three billion US dollars in revenue. Okay, um, again compared to that six point five. Yeah, yeah, totally. And what was what were their earnings? Uh, earnings were a dollar and four cents per share US dollars we're talking about this is compared to the one dollar and one cent per share that was expected um, now this is adjusted for the four for one stock split that they did in June now that's when a company increases the number of shares it has but it doesn't impact on the existing shareholdings of the business okay so what happened in this case was that for every share of NVIDIA that investors owned they received an additional three shares uh, so they'd end up owning four NVIDIA shares for every one that they owned before the split. Okay, um, can, can you explain that the, uh, a stock split a bit more though? Yeah, yeah, sure thing. So Thank so you. let's say that there's a company and um, one of their shares is worth $400. Now the company decides to do a four for one stock split. So you owned one share worth $400 beforehand, but now after the split, you own four shares that are worth $400. Uh, the overall of value of your investment hasn't changed, but the share price would now be $100. Uh, so this can make it more in available to investors that maybe didn't have $400 beforehand to buy a share, but now can afford one with $100. Why the f 
would a company do that, Alice? It kind of comes back to that point around um, how the price generally gets divided by the number of shares that you have under the split. So in that example before, it went from $400 to $100. Uh, Overall, it's not changing the value of your original investment. uh, So the existing shareholders aren't impacted, but it has lowered the share price. Now, this can make it more accessible to investors. Um, As I mentioned before, they, like say, people who might not have had that kind of capital beforehand um, so it generally might be able to increase the number of people buying and selling shares in the company which is called liquidity liquidity um, and gen- generally that can um, that can be deemed as like a good thing it makes it easier to buy and sell shares and um, can even reduce the volatility okay so I'm with you now so was there anything else to note from the Nvidia announcement uh, yeah, there was one more thing. So NVIDIA creates a cryptocurrency chip product called CMP, and that can be used in cryptocurrency mining. Now, in the quarter, CMP sales were lower than the company had predicted, um, $266 million US dollars versus the $400 million US dollars that it expected. Crikey. Oh, thanks very much, Alice. And that was Thursday, the 19th of August. You've been listening to Recap, and thank you very much for doing so. And if you are enjoying what you hear, please give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. We'll be back tomorrow. We Have a great will. evening. Yeah, thank you. Have a great evening. We'll be back for Casual Friday. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. Casual Friday. I love a good Casual Friday. We'll see you then, guys. Matiwa. See you then.